the way I see it is like God has his hand and it's just hovering over the peace be still button. For whatever reason, he's not pressing that button yet. He's just hovering over it. At any given moment, he can say, all right, that's done. You're done. At the appointed time, it's done. You're done. All right, press the button. Peace be still. But for some reason, because that problem continues to persist, you've prayed with faith, you fasted, you've done all these different things, but that problem continues to persist. That means that God is not pressing that button. And what the scripture is telling us is that the, God is not pressing that button for a reason, for a reason. We're so focused all the time on, oh, my problem needs to end. My problem needs to end. I need deliverance. I need deliverance. And I'm not mad at you for that. You should always look to God, depend on God for deliverance from everything that you go through. But I'm telling you that sometimes, in some cases, when those problems continue to persist, they're persisting for a reason. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning and welcome to episode 81 of the Church Boy Confessions. I am your host, Emmanuel Heke, And first and foremost... The first thing, okay, I'm going to give glory to God. I give glory to God for getting us to episode 81. And the second thing that I want to do is I want to say thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. And I want to give specific shout outs this episode because I'm seeing, um, you know, I've talked to you guys about this global vision of unassociated to be touching people throughout the entire world to spread the gospel throughout the entire world to help people understand their identity and their purpose across the entire world and i believe that we have taken a step in that direction ladies and gentlemen um so i wanted to give shout outs because i've seen that church boy confessions has made it across the united states border into different countries alongside also being in um different states other than california first and foremost shout out to cali no disrespect shout out to cali um everybody listening in california san diego los angeles the bay whatever it might be anywhere else to you i thank you um within the united states i'm looking at you know the spread of everything the distribution or the statistics or whatever and i see that we have been played in every state except for like five so that's like 45 states that Church Boy Confessions has been commonly, you know, like not just once, just continually um, been listened in. And to that, I say thank you, no matter what state you are in. I would sing that song 50 Nifty and try to name all the states. We don't got time for that. But truly, from the bottom of my heart, I love you. Um, for our international people, people listening international, I love you. Shout out to Canada. Um, shout out to the UK. I actually wrote these down. Shout out to specifically in the US, Texas, Florida, the DMV. Shout out to Kenya. Shout out to South Africa. Shout out to Botswana. Shout out to Germany. Shout out to Australia. If you are listening from any of these countries, listening from any of these places or places that I didn't name, I'm sorry. Um, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. You don't understand how much that has given me you know, that's really like to see that, like this vision of being global, it's starting, you know, like that is the most encouraging thing. Um, thank you for giving me a chance to um, interpret God's word to you. Um, it means everything. I believe that's why I'm here. I believe that's my purpose. So 
Um, without further ado, let's get to the word of God, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, today I wanted to do a very important message. I think it's a message that I have actually never heard. I've never heard it preached like this. Um, and I believe that, you know, this was really something that was communicated to me throughout this past week or sometime throughout this week. Um, this past week, sorry, last week, sorry. <laughs> and I want to talk about it. And it's about how to endure, how to endure. That's the topic of this uh of this uh, podcast and the the message, the title that I gave it, you know, I'm hoping that it really hits home because when it came to my mind, it really hit home for me. The episode, the name of this episode is "Let the Storm Finish." You know, when you when you saw that, I don't know if you felt anything, but for me, when I first thought of that, it, it makes me really feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel, oh yeah, I got my chain back by the way, um, but that's sorry, I digress. Uh, it made me feel really uncomfortable, um, very uncomfortable, because I feel like Christianity today, and it's not that this is a bad thing, right? It's just that, you know, when trials come, you pray for God to deliver you from the trials. That's not bad. That's not crazy. That's not, you know, anything that I'm trying to correct. And let me let me make that very clear from the get go. But through my study this past week, through the revelations that God has um, given to me this week, I've come to understand that there are times where we ought to pray for deliverance and where we ought to look forward to the time where our trials and tribulations end. But then there are also other times. There's an alternative type of time. There's some. There's a different type of way that we're supposed to approach our trials and tribulations. And a lot of that is endurance, how to endure them. It's not always about just being delivered from them. Sometimes the topic that we need to be talking about is how to endure them. And that's uncomfortable because we don't want storms in our life. None of us want storms in our lives. But if I tell you today that I'm going to show you that some of the storms in your life, they continue to persist for a reason. You've prayed. Today, I'm talking to the people who have faith. If you don't have faith, then Bible says faith comes from hearing and hearing of the word of God. I want you to get in the word of God and I want you to, you know, grow your faith and then maybe, you know, still listen to this episode and stuff like that. But when you have faith, I'm talking to the people who have faith today. I'm talking to the people who have had faith. You've prayed, you've fasted, you've called upon God. You have not doubted, but your problem continues to persist. This message came to me because I got to a point where it's like, I'm thinking to myself, I finally realized that I'm so upset with God that all these problems in my life that I've been praying to be delivered from, that I've been praying for, for salvation, for deliveration to come, to come from it, some of them have continued to persist and I'm upset about it. And you know why I'm upset about it? Because in my head, the way I've thought of it is if these problems continue to persist and I'm praying and I'm asking God, now I'm starting to question God. Do you actually love me? I'm starting to question. Like it really, the Holy Spirit was ministering to me and like what the, what the Holy Spirit does to me. And I love it is when it's like the Holy Spirit's my therapist and like, the Holy Spirit will ask me questions. The Holy Spirit will take me on a journey of my thoughts to really unpack the things that need to be unpacked. I realized that when God didn't answer my prayers, when God was not, you know, I'm praying, I'm fasting, and he's not answering it, it made me feel like God did not love me. And here's the thing. If you are ever questioning God's love for you, then that means that is detrimental. Whatever you're going through, your mindset, whatever, is detrimental to your relationship with God. And here on this podcast, the Church Board Confessions, I believe that I've been commissioned 
with the task, with the task to make sure that anything that is detrimental to your relationship with God needs to be addressed. And can I say something? Your perception of your trial, of your tribulation, whatever it might be, just like mine was, is the reason why your relationship with God is being harmed. And I know, I know you've heard this before. I know I've heard it before too. Oh, he's going to say it. I'm going to say it. Okay, I'm going to say it. I have to say it. That your problems are not your problems. They're, your, they're actually opportunities. You have to see them as opportunities. Ah, okay, whatever. I said it, right? It's so cliche. You've heard it a thousand times, you know, like, but, you know, hey, look, it's those things that you've heard a thousand times, those things that are cliche that there's a reason why they're cliche. Sometimes they're cliche because they're true. And so many people have found that to be true. So they continue to say it. Um, you know, I will say that, you know, me hearing it so many times hasn't necessarily helped me. And, you know, it probably inspired me for some time. But then, like, you know, like, how am I supposed to see this as an opportunity? What opportunity am I gaining from this? How? What? Like, what am I like? If, if you really don't see any open doors, if you really don't see how this is really helping you, like, it's really hard to see that. Right. But if you will allow me to just go deeper. Right. Can, can I go deeper? Can I can I explain? Can I break things down some more? Last week. Um, towards the end of the episode, I mean, I'm talking about sovereign God's sovereign power last week, right? And towards the end of the episode, I made a statement, um, and I was talking about how in Mark chapter four, we were talking about Mark chapter four and the disciples and Jesus are on a boat. The storm is crashing into the boat, looking like they're about to sink. Jesus is asleep, right? They wake up. Jesus, don't you care that we perish? Jesus says, peace be still. We know this story, right? Um, and what I, the, the, the remark that I made was that Jesus was in the boat and Jesus being in the boat did not stop the storm from first initiating, the storm from first coming, right? It didn't stop that. Same way that God can be in your life, God is in your heart, God is in your boat. But that does not mean that you will not face the storms, does not mean that the storms will not come, right? But then when you start to think about it, it's just like, man, so does that mean that God, because Jesus was asleep because he was a man, but God does not sleep nor slumber. We know this, right? So does that mean that God, at, some, at, all, at all times, he's watching me? He's taking account for me and he's watching me struggle like this. To someone who doesn't know the word of God, you would logically think, wow, God probably doesn't like me or God probably just is not worried about me. Does God love me? So then if God loves me, then why am I? Why do I have to endure such a thing? This is harmful to me. It hurts me. This is not cool. I'm not having fun. <laughs> this hurts. <sighs> So let's get into it. Let's get into it. The first step that's going to help us endure these trials and tribulations is understanding that the trials and tribulations that we face are not in vain. I'm going to go to James chapter one. I'm going to start at verse two. Um, James chapter one, starting at verse two. We're going to go to verse eight, but I'm going to stop at four first, you know, because we're going to we're going to break it down all together is two, two to eight, but we're going to break it down. So starting at verse two, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Did you hear that? That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. That may sound so crazy when James, the author, is telling you to count it all joy when you fall into these trials and these tribulations. But what this thing is telling you is that 
you enduring these things are not in vain. You going through these things are not in vain. Ultimately, the way I see it is like this. If we acknowledge God's sovereign power, right? Um, and we acknowledge that he's never leaving us, nor forsaking us. And he's watching us as we go through the trials and tribulations of life. The way I see it is like God has his hand and it's just hovering over the peace be still button. For whatever reason, he's not pressing that button yet. He's just hovering over it. At any given moment, he can say, all right, that's done. You're done. At the appointed time, it's done. You're done. All right. Press the button. Peace be still. But for some reason, because that problem continues to persist, you've prayed with faith, you fasted, you've done all these different things, but that problem continues to persist. That means that God is not pressing that button. And what the scripture is telling us is that the, God is not pressing that button for a reason. For a reason. We're so focused all the time on, oh, my problem needs to end. My problem needs to end. I need deliverance. I need deliverance. And I'm not mad at you for that. You should always look to God, depend on God for deliverance from everything that you go through. But I'm telling you that sometimes, in some cases, when those problems continue to persist, they're persisting for a reason. They're persisting for a reason. And there's something, according to the scripture, that you can gain from. Gain from. Because when you let patience have its work, Make its perfect work. Then you can be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You, you reach a sense of spiritual maturity, a level of spiritual maturity where you understand. You reach a level of contention or contentment where you understand. You reach a level of understanding, oh, you know, God is with me. I, I lack nothing because God has everything. You reach a level of just, you know, your life, everything shifts. To this, to this state of wholeness. And you may not see it. And we don't see it. That's why we continue to cry about it. But in reality, the reason why your problems are persisting is because God is using it to mold you into perfection and completion as we see in the scripture. I didn't make that up. As we see in the scripture, James chapter 1. But you don't like that. Man, I'll be honest with you. There's been times I'm, I'm, I'm in my life and I'm having problems and I'm thinking, haven't I learned my lesson from this, God? Haven't I? Aren't, can't you finally push the peace be still button in my life? Because I've learned my lesson. I get it now. I've been in this problem for years. I've been struggling with this for years, God. I've prayed to you. I've came to you and you still have not fixed it. I'm struggling. It looks like it's about to be bad. It's, it looks like it's going to end bad, God. Why don't you end this? Why don't you press the peace be still button? And what we're doing is that we're striving with God. And I have to go to the scripture. This is a scripture that was just introduced to me. Isaiah 45, verse 9. Woe to him, God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. Woe to him who strives with his maker. Let the postures strive with the postures of the earth. Shall the clay say to him who forms it, what are you making? Or shall your handiwork say he has no hands? God is saying, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> you're striving with me god <laughs> does the pot strive with the maker with the pot make he said let the pot shirts strive with the pot shirts but you with the maker imagine you're in like ceramics class and like you're trying to form whatever you're trying to form like a cup and then the cup is saying oh no you're not supposed to do that excuse you <laughs> excuse you Woe to him 
Woe to him who strives with his maker. You think that you're done, that you learned your lesson from from whatever trial that you're going to. But you don't even know the beginning from the end like God does. You're not all knowing, but you swear that, you know, you swear that you feel like you've had enough. You swear that it should be over now. God isn't done. The maker isn't done molding you in it. I'm saying you prayed, you've prayed, you've done it. You've checked the boxes. You prayed with faith. You didn't doubt. You, you've, you, you've asked for deliverance. All the, you've asked for the strength to run faster to get to the finish line. But can I point something out to you? And this is the reason why this entire situation is different from what you might encounter, you know, in other places of your life, right? You know, in other, in other, you know, trials that you encounter, you say, God, please deliver me from it. And there's, God will deliver from you immediately, right? You know, when, when Peter was walking on water, he began to drown. He called out to Jesus. Jesus yanked his hand and pulled him out immediately. There are some times where God just wants you to call on him and he'll save you immediately. But then there's other times. And it's highlighted in verse four when he says, let patience have its perfect work. There's a word that stepped, that, that, that shot out in my face when I was reading this. Let patience have it's perfect work. Let's allow. Hmm. Whoa. Allow? Let patience have his perfect work? Let yourself endure this time and let this time pass so then you will have this perfect work. Then you can get to this point of perfection and completion, lacking nothing. Let? What this tells me is that... <laughs> We're so used to trying to get to the finish line, but what it looks like in this in this state when God just wants us to endure the, the trials and tribulations is that we have to just endure it until the finish line comes to us. And that doesn't if you think about that, if you think about a race, that makes zero sense. Right. And that's why it's so hard for us. That's why when the Bible says, be still and know that I am God, it's so hard for us to be still because everywhere in life, if you want to get to the finish line, you run towards the finish line. But here God is telling you that the finish line will come to you and knock on your door when I say so. And I need you to be still and I need you to endure this time. I need you to allow this time to do its perfect work. That's hard. God is waiting. On the on the on the appointed time, he set the appointed time and he needs you to wait. He needs you to wait. Until he presses it at the appointed time. Because God said no. <laughs> you prayed and you asked God to deliver you. God said no. I'm not gonna deliver you from it because there are things that um I need to happen in this trial. That are going to make you perfect and complete you. So no. So now what? Now what? I mean, we've asked for the strength. We've asked for deliverance. We asked for the strength to get to the finish line. We asked for deliverance to get us out of this race. But God doesn't want us to ask for deliverance in this context. Just ask for deliverance. No, that's not what he just wants us to ask for. There's something that he wants us to ask for. And we're going to see it. Starting in verse five, same same place, James chapter one, verse five. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ha, 
Let him ask of God who gives to you all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. If he doubts, for if he doubts is like, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from, from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let's break this down. There's two very big points in what I just read. The first thing is this. God does not want you to just ask for deliverance because you've done that. You've been doing that. And the deliverance has not come. And it's not come for a reason, right? Because God is a sovereign power. If he wants to deliver you, all he has to do is press that peace be still button. But now we see that God wants us to ask for something in particular. I always read this verse and I read, oh, you know, if anyone lacks wisdom, I, I would just read it as a standalone, a standalone verse. If you want wisdom in life, then, you know, what I'm saying just ask God for wisdom. He'll give it to you. But you have to look at this verse in context. Right. Of course, if you want wisdom, God will give it to you. But then you also have to realize that he's saying that wisdom is the answer. Wisdom is the key to enduring the trials and the tribulations. Wisdom is the key to endurance. So we need to ask for wisdom. We need to ask for wisdom, not just deliverance, because God needs us to navigate this time of being still. God needs us to navigate this time of enduring because there are things that are going to happen in this time to make us, to mold us into this final product of being perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Hmm. We need the wisdom. We need that spiritual maturity to know that this is not in vain. We need that spiritual maturity to know that all things work together for our good. We need that spiritual maturity to know when God says go, when God says stay, when God says slow, when God says fast. And the second thing that's in this passage is faith. Because in order to get the wisdom, you have to ask God for it. And he said that God will give it to you liberally and without reproach. But you must ask with faith. You must not doubt. Remember, I told you this episode is for those who have faith. If you don't have faith, I'm going to tell you this. Faith comes from hearing, hearing of the word of God. I need you to be very serious about your devotion, very serious about the time that you take out every day to talk to God, to read his word, and to, and to have communion with God. Because it's you continuing to put that off that is hindering. If, if, if that's hindering your faith and you need faith to ask for wisdom, you need wisdom to endure now you understand why life is so tiring for you, right? A simple 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night to read your word, to read your word, and you don't do it. And you don't do it. And you expect to, to, to have the faith enough to, to, to talk with God and, and to ask things from God and not doubt. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, if you don't have faith and you are a child of God, man, shoo. Look what it says in verse eight. A double minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you do not have faith, you'll be unstable in all of your ways. You have to understand that this faith that we have initiates a strategy. You might think to yourself, man, like my faith is being tried and I have to use faith. Of course, because when your faith is being tried, that is time for your faith to perform. Understand that that's that's the key right there. That's it right there. When your faith is being tried, that is supposed to 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 put a light bulb in your head. OK, it's time to put this faith to work, just like I'm at the gym and you lift that heavy weight. That weight comes on. You have to use your muscles. You have to use your muscles and your muscles are going to get stronger from its activity, from its performance. Right. Here's the playbook. 
on how to endure. Faith to get wisdom, wisdom to endure. Faith to get wisdom, wisdom to endure. Faith to get wisdom, wisdom to endure. So right now, you've been asking God to deliver you from the situation. He has not delivered delivered you from it yet, right? So now what I'm telling you to do, get on your knees and ask God for wisdom. And when you ask God for wisdom, you use all the faith that you got in your body. And you don't doubt. I'm not saying ask God for for the wisdom on how you need to get out of it. No, 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 no. Ask God for the wisdom to endure. Ask God for the wisdom on how to navigate this time of being still. Hmm. Am I done? I think I'm done. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that this episode can help. Um, Let's go into prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for the time that you've given me to preach, the, the, the word that you've given me to preach, Father God, that has even been a blessing to my own life. And I pray that it truly hits home for them. Lord, dig deep into their hearts, deep into their minds and brand yourself. Take your throne inside of their mind. There are people who are listening to this episode who are that close to giving up, who are that close to breaking down, who are just saying, I don't even know if God is on my side. I don't know if God loves me, whatever, curse God, whatever it might be. But now, Father God, they've been given a playbook. They've been given a game plan. They understand that some of the storms in their life have persisted because you've allowed it to persist. And you haven't allowed it to persist because you don't love us. You've allowed it to persist because there's something from this trial. Once we let this patience have its perfect work, at the end, we'll reach a state of perfection and completion Lacking nothing, oh God. Ooh, a sense of wholeness, spiritual maturity, I tell you. Father, help us to reach this place, oh God. Reach this growth, oh God. To grow, to grow, to grow, to grow, to grow. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, if this if this message has blessed you, I just, you know, I pray that, hey, watch it on YouTube, like it. Because now I'm hearing that if you like it, it like helps the algorithm so more people see it. But I'm more concerned with just making sure that if you have somebody that you know um, that needs to hear this and you're listening, um, send it to them, man. You know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, whatever else. Send it to them. If it's somebody, if, if, if you don't know nobody that, you know, needs it, then whatever, right? But if you know somebody that needs this episode, make sure you send it to them and you tell them, hey, I think that this can really help you. And I'd be great if it was somebody that you even haven't hit, hit up in a while and like just let them know that, you know, you care. So I love you guys. Have an amazing week. Um, yeah. Peace. <laughs>